Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back into your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing, which is a 600-seat call center outsourcer located here in Erie, Pennsylvania. Merry Christmas, everyone. It is two days before Christmas as I record this. Kind of gives me flashbacks to 2018, the first episode that we did on the podcast. You know, I'm, I'm about, this is kind of the, uh, I guess, I guess three years. Oh my gosh, 18, 19, 20, yeah. About three years since uh, we've been we've been doing the podcast, so this is almost a three year anniversary. I might be a day or two off, but you know it's right around the first time I got my first mic and uh, and started kind of putting out some some content that hopefully has been adding value. So again, thank you guys so much again for another awesome year. This has been an amazing journey for me from the from the podcast from the content standpoint. This is really the first year I think I've been able to engage really with instead of just putting things out. You guys and kind of the call center nation and the geek nation have kind of come back to me too with questions and we've had so much engagement that you know I feel like we're really developing a, a real community here. So again, I, this has been a, a really great year for for the podcast and also we just we blew out records. You know, there's almost 110 total thousand downloads and most of them, you know, in the three years we've been doing this have come from this year. So things have really, really gone well. I am a uh, I'm recording this my first day back in the office. I, I spent really the last 10 days out of town. The first four days were at uh, CCW or kind of the old, what we used to call call center week. Now I believe it's customer contact week, something like that. They keep changing it. Uh, but uh, I did a, a full episode actually in my hotel room uh, on on what I thought of, of CCW this year. And I called it the good, the bad, and the interesting. So if you, you want to check that out and kind of give some some high-level highlights on, on Call Center Week and kind of the things that I saw that were interesting to me and some of the new technologies that will be coming out and, and, and what people were showcasing, uh, the episode right before this, check uh, check that one out. I also want to thank so many of you. Right, It was... It really was an amazing experience to be walking the Expo Hall floor and have so many of you guys come up to me and like just want to shake my hand and and either say thank you or you know just let me know that you know the podcast and all the content that we're doing is adding value, right? That's kind of why we're doing this. And you've heard me say it a, a million times, but uh, that's justifying the whole reason to spend the time to do the show notes to you know record this to then go and edit it. 
um, because it is having an impact on, on some of you guys out there. And, and that, it made me feel really, really good. So again, you know, for that whole kind of geek nation, we're really developing community. And I really want to thank you guys for that. One of the things that I want to do differently before I get into today's episode is I have failed miserably with the, uh, the advice from a call center geek texting community. And that's something that's going to take a priority here in 2022. I even just did a little bit of a video that I'm going to post today on, on that. But again, if you are not part of the texting community, now's the time when you want to be in there. You know, I think with COVID and everything, I, I had to kind of prioritize what type of content. But now that at least where I'm sitting right now, things are getting a little bit better. I know for some of you it's not, but you know, there's some time and I think I prioritize some things. So make sure that you text, you know, let's just text, um, Text Merry Christmas. How about that? So I know that you know everything came from kind of this episode. So text Merry Christmas to 814-247-0366. That'll take you through just like a two-second process to kind of get signed up for the texting community. That's actually one of my actual numbers, right? So if you ever want to get a hold of me, if you ever have a question, you can text that. And I promise you, I will try and die trying to get back to as many of you as I possibly can. Just another avenue for, for us to uh, all connect and hopefully that uh, that I will be able to bring more value to the uh, the texting community as as I've kind of failed like as as I said that in the last last part of the year. Okay, on the flight back, you know I've had a lot of time to kind of think, and I was really just typing the whole time and talking about this episode, which I think is hopefully hopefully this one really adds some value and gets you thinking about what's coming up. What will 2022 have in store for the call center world, the contact center world, um, technology in that space? You know, what are some of the things to be looking out for? What are the things to be preparing for? And I want to kind of go through my list. So here's here's 10 of them that I thought. I, I came up with a list of about 15, but kind of pared it down. This is in no particular order of importance, but these are just some of the things that I, in my contact center, I am thinking about. And you know what? Let me just say this too. I think this is what's really cool about the podcast and not to toot my horn, but one of the things is I'm right with you, right? Like I'm on the front lines with all of you. Like I'm not somebody that, um, you know, used to own contact centers. I'm retired and I'm just kind of talking about them. You know, I'm in the fire of the front lines as well with 600 agents and hopefully growing. And, and I'd love to be able to get that over a thousand this year in, in 2022. Um, but you know, I'm I'm thinking about what technology should we need? What what type of reporting do we need? What new tools? What can provide ROI? What can provide the best customer experience? What can help our agents? Right. So again, I'm the wizard on this. I'm just trying to make the best possible decisions and kind of guide you. And if I make a poor decision, to tell you right away so that you don't make that uh, that same decision. But let's start with uh, with number one, which is, and I, I put a question mark at the end of this in my notes, the AI revolution with a question mark. AI is, is one of the most overhyped technologies that I have seen, you know, since kind of when social media came out or Web 2.0 came out, right? When you went to Call Center Week or you went to any of the, you know, ICMIs or any of the shows, you you really saw everybody had some some new type of, of social listening or uh, reporting on your social media, that just you know kind of drove the conference. Well, this year it's AI. As I said in the last episode, so I'm not going to really rehash it too deep, but I would go to every single booth and when somebody, you know, had AI in their name, I'd say, "Hey, what's your definition of AI?" And and to be honest, they struggled to really answer that. You know, I most of the time I just got, "Well, it's 
you know, it's kind of taking information that customers are putting in and trying to give the best feedback or the next possible answer to the next customer, which, you know, I guess, you know, there's some algorithm, there's some, I quote unquote, I guess you could justify that as learning. Uh, but really, when it comes to AI, we're nowhere near where we need to be or where I, get, I shouldn't say where we need to be, but where people are saying we are. But having said that, I'm not naive to the process here, right? This is going to continue to evolve. And I think that while people thought this year was going to be the year for it, I think next year you'll really see some breakthroughs uh, from the AI standpoint. Focus mostly, you know, I believe in what I'm going to talk about next, which is agent assist focused into voice and I hate the chatbot kind of situation, but you know, those type of, of things, you know, I, I still don't think it's going to be taking over for agents, uh, but we'll be looking at more in speech analytics, WFM kind of, you know, into the tools of the call center than the actual front end of the call center, if that makes sense. The next one is, as I just said, is I think you're going to see agent assist blow up. To, for full disclosure, as you guys know, uh, you know Balto, my friends there, they are kind of leading the way um, in agent assist with some of the things that they're doing. I think their product is amazing, but I think you're going to see a lot of competitors to start to creep up in that space. You're going to see the big boys, you know, like the Nice and Contacts and the Genesis and the Five Nines, either come out with their own product. I know in Contact or Nice CX One, I guess now is will be coming out with their type of agent assist this year in one of their their uh, either uh, spring, fall, or, or winter releases. So we'll have to kind of see how that plays out. To be honest, I'm kind of excited for that as well. Um, but again, like I said, check out the uh, – if you want to really know what it is, check out the demo at Balto. And it, it kind of will blow your mind on, on some of the things that they're doing and I think the power of agent assist overall. That's a technology that's finally here. That's something that I think – will revolutionize the contact center space um, and help so many call centers, I think, almost fend off the AI piece, right? Because you're empowering your agents so much with the technology instead of having the technology kind of take over for them. All right, number three, uh, I've been talking about this for a long time, and it's really only been in my little corner of the world. And maybe those who are listening to me that are, have gotten into this, but it's really looking at the new newer KPIs, right? Going beyond the handle time and service level and and even NPS and CSAT and starting to really get deeper into sentiment, you know, getting deeper into the the CX um, type of KPIs instead of just those telephony type of KPIs and trying to measure customer journey better, uh, trying to look at, you know, certain metrics that I think are going to help us tell if the experience was good not just if we answered the calls quickly. Uh, I think this is the year for that. And you're, you see so many more tools with, you know, with the, what NiceCX1 is doing from their speech analytics, what CallMiner is doing, what um, Observe.ai is doing. You know, they're, they're trying to really almost revolutionize what we think of as call center metrics. And I think that the, the technology with that is amazing. And it's going to make us rethink what good metrics are Again, not just answering the phone at a certain time, uh, but really measuring how we're treating the customer. And I think that's a huge kind of change and shift in the thinking of, of contact center professionals and, and something that I'm super excited about because we've been using sentiment now for about a year, year and a half, maybe almost two years. And again, we're incenting kind of looking at agents in that light instead of just, you know, what what is their handle time? The other thing that 
I have, you know, being part of the Nice CX1 advisory board, one of the things that Nice CX1 has been talking about, and it's nice in contact for you know all you kind of old school people like from a year ago, <laughs> right? Um, is non-voice CX. You know, looking at you know APIs, looking at how we can uh, look at websites, right, and look at where customers are interacting from a digital standpoint that may not be voice enhanced, and creating those experiences and making those experiences more seamless, making those experiences easier if you need to elevate to chat or to a customer, but trying not to do that, to be honest, right? Trying to make the the CX so seamless, and there's so many tools and companies now that are coming out there. And I'll tell you what, Nice CX One is kind of leading the way in that, where they're seeing the shift from, you know, a customer reaching out from from a voice standpoint to how do we make the experience on the entire customer journey awesome? Not just that end result where a customer has to talk to an agent, but how do we fix it so they don't even need to do that, right? So, again, your customer, I'm sorry, your competitors. I'm sure are going to be looking at this. So make sure that, you know, again, I think this kind of can ham and egg right with the, the term customer journey and looking at the entire customer journey, not just that end result of the contact center, but how are you interacting with your customers the entire way? What are the touch points and how do you make them better so that they don't even need to elevate to, uh, to the contact center? Uh, the next is, this will be probably on every list I have every single year and that's security and that's security upgrades. You know, we've seen so many issues uh, with with huge, huge breaches. We've seen so many issue, issues with, you know, malware and, and looking at, you know, trying to basically make people pay to have a to get out of their system being locked down. You know, those types of things are, are really important. And to stay on top of your security is absolutely vitally important, you know, from... From voice uh, and, and being PCI compliant, making sure that your agents are never, ever, ever taking actual customer information anymore. There's no need for that. The technology is super cheap now that they can basically have the the customer input their own information, send it through an API call to their screen. Um, the agent never sees the customer's data, right, when it comes to their credit card information. And I think that that's, that's really huge. Um, also, Voice biometrics. Voice biometrics used to be a thing for very high-end contact centers. Uh, it cost a ton. Those costs have come way, way, way down. And now, you know, kind of mid-tier players like myself can really start to get into that. This is one of the things that I'm definitely going to start to look at, especially for my financial services clients, and trying to do everything I possibly can so that fraud becomes as absolutely difficult as humanly possible to, to do and that it never happens in, in my contact center or with any of the customers that, that I'm touching. And that can, should kind of be, obviously should be something that you should be looking at as well. Um, security is something that keeps me up at night because being a BPO, being an outsourcer, I make one mistake, I lose a client. And beyond that, I lose the trust of so many others. So making sure that I'm doing everything I can from a security standpoint is, is kind of a priority and should be for you. All right, the next one I hear, and this is number one, two, three, four, five, six, is I think the revolution that you're going to see in 2022 of more companies coming out to do at-home training better. You know, we kind of got caught off guard, and there was a couple organizations that were out there that we looked at. I've used one or two of them. Nothing really made things that much easier. 
And to be honest, the work that we had to do behind the scenes made it a little bit more difficult. So we just kind of did things on our own. But I'm still looking for that first tool that can kind of wow me and blow me away from a culture standpoint, from an ease of use standpoint, and then from a rep, I guess, engagement standpoint for at-home training. But there's going to be some organization that's going to blow that out of the water in, in 2022. And if you see it, send it, send me a, send me their link. I'd love to, to kind of pick them up. Maybe I'll get them on the podcast if, if somebody's, you know, ready to do something like that. All right. The other thing, the next thing that I see coming in 2022, and, and this obviously, obviously has always kind of been there, but it's taken just such a forefront with work from home is, is, is looking at real time reporting. And, you know, WFM used to be kind of just the way that we scheduled people, right? And and so many of you just kind of use that tool that way, that we really need to get into to looking deeper into the metrics, to look at adherence, to look at those types of of things that, you know, it's it's one thing when you have a, a call center and everybody's on the floor and you can kind of see where people are, but you know, people can play games with breaks. People can play games with, you know, hey, I have to go to the bathroom and they take 20 minutes. Hey, somebody's at my front door, you know, those types of things. So really looking deeper into, you know, the the metrics and again, going beyond service level, average handle time and, and seeing, you know, how, how a rep really is interacting with your organization and how efficient they really are. That's going to be some things that I know some of the organizations, some of the telephony providers are, are really going to be looking to enhance their WFM and enhance things to help with the work from home standpoint. So that's something I think is going to, going to be kind of changing. The next, you are going to see, and mark this down, It is this is the number, it's minute 1645 of the podcast. Come back to this at the end of next year, and I guarantee that you're going to see a lot of organizations start to take crypto for payments, whether that is Bitcoin, whether that is Ethereum, whether that is one of the other ancillary uh, cryptocurrencies. But at least for Bitcoin and Ethereum, you're going to start to see banks. You're going to see financial, other financial organizations. You're going to see retailers start to take crypto for payments, start to do the research on this, start to figure out how your organization can take crypto for payments. Uh, it's not just some crazy thing. That's coming, and that's coming really, really fast. So prepare yourself for that. My last two, right? The last one is you're going to see cloud adoption and now all parts of your business, right? So, and I think that this is this is not a, wow, Tom, that's really impressive, <laughs> right? This is, I think everybody kind of realizes this, but with work from home, it's everything from hiring to training to HR to operations to engagement, right? You got to do things with the, in the cloud to have the flexibility to use that for work from home. And the organizations that are doing that are doing much better than those that are kind of still kind of, hey, I'm going to bring people back. I'm going to bring people back. And maybe you will, but I think most organizations are now in the of the mentality of, hey, this work from home thing pretty much works. Let's do a hybrid, right? Whether we bring some back, whether we're rotating agents. But I think that's kind of where we're going to end up as our steady state moving forward is kind of that. So really looking at different things from a from an ease of use, from a even for how you pay, right? Just pay as you go kind of thing. I think it, it makes total sense of of getting rid of some of your legacy, heavier type of, of software and looking to, to elevate that to the cloud. And the last thing, and you guys know I'm going to talk about this, and this kind of goes with my crypto. You will finally see, I don't want to say finally because we're, we're at, the, at the very beginning of this, but you will start to see NFTs. You will start to see people talk about the metaverse. You'll see... 
see organizations start to talk about smart contracts to the point where everyone's going to start to get involved in this in 2022. From a business standpoint, NFTs are going to change how you do things. Whether you know and totally disagree with me, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, this is a absolute for sure. Every single concert that you go to, every single sporting event that you go to, every single plane ticket that you buy, you're going to end up buying an NFT, right? You're not going to buy a ticket anymore. And that NFT is then going to be able to be sold. It's going to be able to um, have a have a contract and have utility in the back that has all the rules kind of written right into it, right? So there's a kind of an ease of use because you know what you're signing up for right when you get into it. So start to prepare. I'm not saying you got to overhaul your entire system, but start to educate yourself, start to educate your higher ups, start to educate your organization into NFTs, into smart contracts, into you know, the business of Web 3.0. You know, what happens if, you know, Visa starts to open up a, a, a business or, or a financial a bank opens up something in the metaverse, right? Where whether it's just, you know, 2D where you're walking on your computer or 3D with virtual reality. How do you plan on, on kind of keeping up with that, right? 2022 is going to be the beginning of it, but the next five years, you're going to see a huge shift in how we do business and using the, the metaverse and using these web 3.0 tools of DeFi, crypto, smart contracts, NFTs. So that's my 10. That's my 10 kind of things to look out for in 2022. Again, it's, a, it's very technology driven. Technology is moving so, so quickly. Right. I don't have a lot of operational things on here, right? Other than how to engage kind of with technology now with work from home. So I'll get kind of more into that into the, the new year. But as I end this, guys, I'm going to probably do another. I am working next week, so I'll do another podcast next week. I know a lot of you are off, so I think it's a good time to for you guys to be able to listen. But I just, again, I want to thank all you. You guys rock. Um, if there's any type of social media that you can do, if the, if you guys can post anything to give shout outs to the podcast, I would be eternally grateful. I think that that's, you know, just another way that we can, you know, kind of get this out to to everybody. Oh, speaking of that, I, I'm going to do the $500 drawing next week as well uh, for Christmas. And uh, I'll talk to all of you guys after the holiday. Have a great Merry Christmas. Talk to you next week.